Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. This episode of The Sharon Tapes was made possible by our backers on Seed and Spark. Claudia Elvidge, Derek Schultz... Lex Wayne, and Kirsten Smith. If you'd like to support the show as well, please go to patreon.com slash homesteadcorner. For as little as $5 a month, you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes, a special weekly behind-the-scenes podcast, and patron-only AMA live streams. Before we get started, this episode contains strong elements of existential dread and terror, mentions of medical abuse, institutionalization, and police corruption, and discussions of violence, gore, and a near-death experience. Content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes. What have you got there? Ah. <laughs> now, now. I'm not as scary as all that. Sorry. It's just... You surprise me, as all. I tend to do that. 
Want one? No, thanks. Don't smoke? No, but my partner hates the smell. Fair enough. So, what do you have there? Oh, um, it's an EMF scanner. It detects changes in electromagnetic fields. You're a scientist, then? (laughs) No, not really. My dad was the scientist. I got it from him. And what's it tell you? I could hear that racket all the way over here. I... I don't know. I've never seen readings like this before, but... I think it means something bad is coming. What? Like what happened up in Agate Shore? No, I'm... I'm scared it's something worse. Something bigger. Here. In Oslo. (laughs) If that's true, then it's about damn time. Oslo's been due a reckoning for a while now. What do you mean? Don't let the desert charm fool you. This whole place is rotten to the core. Far as I'm concerned, Flood wiped out the wrong town. But Agate Shore was abandoned. And? And people still live here. (laughs) Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Wilt thou sweep away? (laughs) No. I guess there are still good folk, even in this town. But the ones in charge put them on a path whether they know it or not. And they don't fight it. If nothing changes, it's going to spell out in death sooner rather than later. You seem... awfully sure about that. I've been around a while. Seen a few things. And everywhere I go, the pattern's always the same. It might take a while to get there but it always comes round. Always. Does it have to, though? Come again? Does it have to happen like that, or can people change it? Ethos, Anthropos, Daimon, Anna. Wherever you're going, whatever you do next... It's yours to decide. Yours to shape. Trust your instincts. And listen. You brought me this far, Dad, and I'm thankful for that. But I think we both know I have to take this last step on my own. Maria, are you up yet? It's time to go. Thank you.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. of Edgar Morrison, OCPD. Leave a message. Good afternoon, Edgar. This is Dr. Ellis Spengler calling uh, regarding the uh, matter we discussed during our last conversation. Now, I understand you might be hesitant to reach out by phone, but we would like an update as soon as possible. You know how to reach me. Hello, Edgar. Uh, Ellis Spengler again. Uh, I'm not sure if you got my last message, but I just wanted to check in and confirm you're still able to make it to our uh, meeting next week. Now, I know speaking in person isn't all that convenient, but I don't think we have a choice in the matter. If we don't hear from you, we'll assume it's still a go. Call me if anything changes. Spangler again. Where were you last night? I waited for nearly six hours and not a sign of you. I understand your movements are being more closely observed after that article, but Christ, Edgar, do you really think a reporter would follow you all the way out to Scalo of all places? Hell, I almost couldn't find it myself when I knew where I was going. And speaking of reporters, how on earth did they find out so much about you? I thought you had your records locked down tight. If people find out about the MK Project, or God forbid, the facility... Anyway, call me as soon as convenient. Sooner, if possible. I'm getting on a plane to Louisiana as I speak. Morrison, what in the hell is going on in Oslo? Last I heard, these people were either dead or under your control or chasing wild geese off God knows where. And now they turn up in Nobla and completely disrupt Colton's operation? I need an update. Now. Yesterday. Whenever. Just call me, goddammit! Edgar? I've just received word that you've been suspended by the Oslo County Commission Board. This is unacceptable. Myself and my colleagues have spent years and a not inconsiderable amount of money keeping you in your position. And now you've thrown it all away to... I don't even know what, besides not show up to work. <sighs> Our other agents have failed in their attempts to replicate the psychic wheel. At this point, I have to accept that you either deliberately altered the designs, or that there's something unique about the Oslo site that we can't replicate elsewhere. In either case, we will be taking over your operations at the earliest opportunity. You were warned this would happen if you couldn't maintain control. You knew this was coming. I will not be calling again. Goodbye, Edgar. Should be in with the files from this October, maybe November. I'm looking there. What'd you say the designation was? Gray 1714 Beam. At least that's what's on the inventory. God, he didn't keep these in any kind of order. <laughs> Who? Our late great chief of police? Not surprising, considering he forgot to come into work for two months straight. You're 
really not scared of him anymore, are you? What's he going to do? Even if he shows his face, he can't arrest me. And I definitely don't believe those rumors about what he did to Bailey. Why not? Everyone else seems to. You were partners with Lieutenant Tyler for a while, weren't you? What's that got to do with anything? Well, the rumor is that he and Morrison took the lead on arresting Sam before he was killed. Can you really see Bill letting that happen? No, not really. So, what do you think actually happened to him? Me? I don't know, and I don't care. I didn't know him that well, and he was an asshole every time we talked. I was kind of prickly the first couple times we talked, too. Doesn't seem like you're holding that against me. Yeah, well, you changed. Uh, Right, uh, here you go. Morrison's file on the Shamson fire and the signs of the mind monster. There should be something about the unconfirmed encounters in there. Thanks, Nat. You're a lifesaver. Oh, me and a couple of the other detectives were going out for drinks tonight. You want to come? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'd love to. Right, well, see you soon. there? How'd you get in here? I'm looking for Morrison. Spangler? What are you doing here? Oh, so you do remember me. I was hoping you would. Where's Morrison? Chief Morrison was suspended last month. No one's seen him since November. I know. I've been to his house. The only things left are mice and cockroaches. And if Morrison's in the wind, then he's just vanished with a significant amount of our money. Your money? Listen, buddy, I don't know what you're talking about, but I think you... Don't play dumb with me, LaRoe. It took longer than I care to admit, but I finally made the connection between you and Morrison's linchpin for the psychic wheel. You know where Morrison's hiding. Tell me. If you know who I am, then you should know better than to threaten me. I could kill you and walk out of here wearing your face and no one would ever know. I'm afraid it won't be as easy as you think. My organization has had dealings with you in your past lives. I've taken certain precautions. You're lying. Well, maybe I am. But I'm sure you haven't forgotten how cold it is in Petrograd. What do you want? I already told you. I want Morrison. His location, if he's still alive. His body, if not. He's... He's alive. I've seen him. Take me to him. (laughs) My God! Look at this place! It's incredible! Uh, I wish you all could see what I'm seeing. Oh, wow! There's even some of the old program logos still left on the doors. It's a ruined tunnel, Spangler. It's really not that impressive. Well, not to you, maybe. But I've been waiting to see this place for more than 40 years. Oh, I just wish it was under different circumstances. I mean, look at the size of it. 
It's an underground cathedral built to last a thousand years in all the nuclear fury of the Soviets. I mean, the engineering required to build it at all, much less it's secret, just outside a populated area. No project in human history compares. It's a wonder of the modern world, and almost no one knows about it. <laughs> it's, it's, so- it's the dead husk of a dream that was never going to come true. That's all. Maybe not. And certainly not with Morrison leading the charge. But our reach is greater than one disgraced police chief in the middle of the desert. And our plans are measured in centuries, not decades. We'll find a way. Eventually. No. (gasps) You won't. What the hell, Edgar? You nearly gave me a heart attack. You knew I was down here. There's no point of being afraid. Well, I was. Why'd you have to jump out at me like that? Follow. Uh, Morrison? Morrison, wait. Come back here. Well, I I guess I'll be going now that you and Morrison are back. You will come with me or I'll make sure you live to regret it. Listen to me. You know why I'm here. You know what you've done. Just tell me, why? Why did you throw away everything we've worked for? Everything we promised you? And now we are brought into the light of truth. And he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest. Ah, Jesus, Edgar. When was the last time you ate? (laughs) Truly, I say unto you, I will not eat of the bread of this earth until the first heaven and the first earth are passed away and the sea is no more. Spangler, I wouldn't get any closer if I were you. Listen, Edgar, you need to come back with me. We'll get you some food and water, some fresh clothes if we can find some. You need to... Come back with you? (laughs) No, no, I'll not be going anywhere with you. You, you and your ilk have held me back for far too long. I never should have tied myself to your hollow promises and empty words. I never needed you, your money, your influence, your ridiculous ceremonies. I had what I needed all along. From the moment that door was opened, you've only ever slowed me down. You're not well, Edgar. I can help you. You know I can. (laughs) Help me. Help me. Like you helped all those poor souls in your consulting room, pleading for your pity, your understanding, your mercy. How many of them did you help? How do you know about that? I know much more than that, Ellis. Much, much more. I have seen you. The tearful child you once were, begging your mother to kiss you better when you scraped your knee, receiving silence and scorn that never quite went away. 
the quiet, fearful boy that you became, learning to fear that tremor in your father's voice that warned you of his wrath. The pompous, prideful student you became when you left for university, learning to wield your parents' name and wealth like a cudgel against any who dared to question you. <sighs> and the cold, cruel doctor you became when all your insecurities at last bore fruit into the man you are now sending all you viewed as unworthy of your grace to be locked away in the halls of institutions that would never try to cure them. But your greedy hands could only reach so far, and the world changed. You were caught, and you were given the chance to retire with dignity because you were born from an old family with old money and all the privilege it conferred. But before you did, you took your one last chance at petty revenge. When your mother came to the practice and confided that she was hearing voices in the empty halls of your childhood home, long bereft of your father's brooding presence. She spent the last decade of her life locked away in a dark, dreary hospital, never seeing another friendly face before the end. And she cursed your name with her shaking final breath. You can't know that. You can't know any of that. Can't I? Can't I? For my eyes are quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, a discerner of thoughts and intentions of the heart. I know what you are, Dr. Ellis Spengler. Even as you left your work in disgrace, you were called upon by those pompous fools who think they know the meaning of shadows, of silence, of knowledge. You used the secrets whispered by your clients to blackmail and bribe your way into power and wealth and privilege of all kinds. And all this you fed into the open mouth of the beast without a name. Those fools who worship at the foot of a god whose face they cannot ever truly know, trading the knowledge of a safe and certain world for vague prophecies and mysteries that stirred their hearts to fanatic, foolish faith. From the birth of your cult to the fall of Byzantium, all the way to the schism that split you from those who sought to catalog and understand the impossible things they witnessed, rather than worship them. From then till now, you have chosen ignorance over wisdom, power over stability, and pleasure over responsibility. Say what you will about those fools at Isfa. At least they pretend to serve some greater good. At least they tried to follow their own beliefs. What good have you and your brothers ever sought, except your own endless self-gratification, filling your coffers by the blood of the innocent? There is no way you can know any of this. It, it, it's not possible. Isn't it? I burned every single record myself. And you know the other sponsors are even more thorough. There is no historical record. There never has been. <sighs> but there is. The path 
of misery and violence they've cut through this world cannot help but leave a trace, just not one that can be seen or heard or touched. But in the darkness, in the shadows, there is no silence. And when all my plans had come to ruin and death seemed near, I heard a voice, my own voice, the voice your mother heard all those years ago, asking what I would do to save myself, who I would give to save myself. In my fear, I, I made all the promises I could think of and, and more, promises I, I thought I'd never be able to keep. I promised it everything, everyone, to do any terrible deed it asked of me, if only it allowed me to live. And as one of the creatures of fire and stone I'd captured and lost, sunk its red-hot claws into my chest and pulled out my heart, I felt myself change. The door that had been opened in this bunker, oh, so long ago, finally opened again, opened fully inside my soul. In the darkness and chaos I'd spent my entire life fighting flowed into and through me like a liquid fire, tearing holes in the world around me, through which the monsters who sought my death vanished in an instant. Alone. I wandered these tunnels, unaware of who I was or where I was going. I felt like I would drown in the power that sought to fill me, and I was lost for many weeks, no longer eating or sleeping or drinking, but feeling no hunger or thirst or fatigue. As I wandered, I found myself adrift the cage of my body falling away as I saw and heard things I should have never known. Things long past, things far away, and things yet to come in the dark days ahead. And I realized, ah, I'd been given a gift. So I strove with the power inside my soul, wrestled with a being more great and powerful than any mortal mind could contain, and said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And I was blessed. I was victorious. And I saw the vast expanse of history stretching back to the birth of all universes. And the terror of the future which mankind shall bring forth in the days to come. And I said, Behold, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me, to give to every man according to his work. I am the end of the ending, the watcher of the watchmen, the last of the first. And if my right hand offend me, I shall cut it off and cast it from me. Ed, please, you, you've clearly suffered some kind of, of mental breakdown. We can figure this out. But first, 
You have to leave these tunnels you and come think I'm so blind that I do not know your mind. I have failed you in your little crusade. And you, you intend to kill me. No, of course not. I'm just trying to help you before you, you hurt yourself. You lie. That is all you do. You and your little boys club lie and cheat and play with powers you could not possibly comprehend. You are unworthy of the world I will create, Alice Spengler. So now, I take you from it. Sheridan Tapes, episode 73, Après Moi, Le Deluge. Starring Amitola Lomas as Maria Sol, Aaron Neelich Gonis as Anna Sheridan, Joanna Swan as Strange Woman, Mike Kennedy as Edgar Morrison, Ray O'Hare as Ellis Spangler, Sophie Borjon as Detective Ramos, and Esther J. Wayne as Ned LaRoe, with original music by Jesse Hogan. Written by Trevor Van Winkle and produced by Virginia Spots, with dialogue editing and sound design by Trevor Van Winkle. Visit thesheridantapes.com to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at Sheridan Tapes and on Instagram at The Sheridan Tapes. I'm Trevor Van Winkle, this is Homestead on the Corner, and you're listening to... The Sheraton Tapes. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 